This is episode number five with entrepreneur, SaaS business owner, and investor, Trevor Mock. Welcome to American Snippets, your source for inspirational, motivational, and selfless stories and interviews from exceptional people across the nation. And now, here's your hosts, Barb Allen and Dave Brown. Hi, I'm Dave Brown, lifestyle entrepreneur, real estate investor, and co-founder of American Snippets. Our goal each week is to bring you an inspiring story or exceptional person who is living, defending, or promoting the American dream. We spotlight individuals who are giving back both in business and in life, like today's guest, my good friend, Trevor Mock. Trevor is the CEO of OnCarrot.com, a software as a service company that helps small businesses more easily create a website to generate inbound leads through the internet. His company is growing super fast, well into the multiple seven figure per year revenue range. And one of his passions is empowering other entrepreneurs to create businesses that have a mission and leave an impact. And that's what we're going to go over and cover on today's episode. So thanks for joining us. Now let's get to it. All right. So here we are with another episode of uh, American Snippets. Dave Brown here. Appreciate you uh, coming on board with us today. Uh, As you know, American Snippets loves to feature people who have found their passion, people who are living their dreams, people who are giving back, uh, folks who are just paying it forward and providing value to other people. Uh, Today, we have my good friend, Trevor Mock, uh, who totally fits that description perfectly. And what he's doing to help other entrepreneurs succeed is something uh, truly worth uh, spotlighting today. Uh, Trevor Mock is the founder and CEO of a seven-figure SaaS company called OnCarrot. Uh, for those of you that don't know what SaaS stands for, <laughs> that's uh, Software as a Service. Uh, Trevor's company provides easy-to-create websites uh, for business owners uh, in the real estate space. So without further ado... Uh, welcome, Trevor Mock, uh, to American Snippets. Dave, man, I, I appreciate it. I'm honored to hop on here, and it's really cool what you guys are doing here. So thanks for inviting me. Awesome. So um, why don't you just first tell us uh, a little bit about, um, you know, I kind of mentioned your company, uh, but a little background about yourself and where you're located and such. Yeah, so I, we, we live in, in Southern Oregon, and uh, man, we, we love living here outdoors. I mean, you can see out, out your window there, you've got trees and stuff like that, and we, we just love we love the outdoors and being able to, to hit the rivers and small town. It's a small town here called Roseburg, Oregon. It's about 25,000, 30,000 people. Uh, we used to live in Portland, but also we grew up in another small town in Oregon. So we're definitely small town people. And kind of part of my mission, man, is like I'm really passionate about rural. You know, we were really passionate about you can do what you want to do. You can build the business you want to build anywhere, including in rural America, um, especially if it's a, if it's a web-based business. And, um, I first kind of got, got my, um, got bit by the entrepreneur bug back, uh, back in college. Um, my, uh, fortunate enough that my parents are entrepreneurs. They weren't always entrepreneurs. I remember, uh, they had jobs. My dad lost his job. The company actually closed down that he was working for. And, and, uh, he had the choice to go get a job or to go create a business. And he, I remember when I was really young, I don't remember the exact age, but probably eight, nine, 10 years old. Um, you know, driving around in the car and he was doling out applications and stuff to places and, and, uh, he drove by an empty lot and he was like, you know what, that'd be a perfect spot for this type of business for an equipment rental store. 
And he goes, I'm going to start my own business. So, so he did and uh, struggled, you know, struggled big time the first few years, but they have an amazing business now. And I think it was kind of cool during those years to get that, to get that experience of, of seeing our family struggle um, after he was laid off and we didn't have an income coming in and then deciding he could go out there and do something he wanted, do something himself, build something. And uh, so that kind of led into me, me having that gene in there, I guess, and uh, started buying some real estate um, as passive income. I love marketing. I love entrepreneurship and uh, got good at marketing. And that kind of led into a few different online based businesses around the real estate market. Some of them off, you know, completely unrelated to real estate in the software world. And uh, we started Carrot about three, three and a half years ago now. Uh, same kind of thing. I left a previous business, was kind of burnt out on it and um, said, you know what? I'm going to build this business being fully intentional um, about exactly the way that, that I want to build a business. Um, it has to serve people. It's got to be consistent and predictable. Um, it's got to have a mission. And, uh, and and I think we're doing that. It's really fun. Awesome. Awesome. And you, you mentioned that um, something you're really passionate about. And you mentioned you could talk about this for days on end is mm-hmm. uh, wrapping mission and impact into what it is that you do into your business. Yeah. And, uh, you know, elaborate that on, you know, a little bit more for us and our, and our viewers for that on that. Well, I mean, I, I think in general, human beings, we, we want to know that we matter. We, we want to know that, that what we're doing every day actually matters to something. And I think so many people who wake up every day, they go and they, they do something that at their core, they don't believe that, they, that they're mattering in the world. They're going there, they're doing some work, they're punching the clock, they're coming back. Or even if you own a business, this, is, this was me and my previous business. I, was, I owned the darn business, so I wasn't punching a clock. But I was still putting in the hours doing things I wasn't passionate about. I'd get to the end of the day or the end of the week and go, man, I did a lot of work, but I'm drained. I don't have I, I, I don't feel the work gave me energy, it zapped my energy. Um, and also, I don't feel that I really made the, the world a better place this week. You know, I didn't make it a worse place at all. We have a great product, great customers and stuff, but I didn't make it a better place. And so as I was kind of going through that one year transition between between, you know, really cool business people on the outside probably looked at me and go, man, he, that guy's got it made. But on the inside, I was, I had, I had a massive empty void that I'm going, you know, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Um, I've told the story before, but at that time, a friend of mine, uh, he was 34 at that time. I'm 34 today. Uh, he passed away in his backyard, like on a Sunday he was gardening and they were talking about retirement and they were talking about what's going to happen in, in the years ahead. And he had three kids at the time. And, um, you know, while they're talking about retirement 20 years out, he didn't know he wasn't going to make it to dinner that night. And so when that happened, it really hit me. And I'm like, man, I'm not going to be living life anymore with my days not mattering. It's, it's just not going to happen because if Nick doesn't have time anymore to live his life and his family doesn't have time to enjoy uh, him as a husband and he doesn't have uh, a chance to make an impact in this world anymore, who am I to be living my life and, and what I considered wasting my days? So it like immediately switched, man. And, and that's when I, that's when I said, I wrote down my five non-negotiables, uh, for, for any business I run from that point on. And I'm like, I'm not going to run a business or work a job that doesn't match all these. If it does, if, if, if it doesn't match one of them, I'm bailing, I'm like, I'm out of here because I don't know how much time I'm going to have. So I immediately started just, just building a business based on those things. Um, originally I wouldn't say we had a mission. My mission was to, to focus on one thing. Uh, my mission was to have fun, build a business that matched these five non-negotiables. 
and, and just be a better person, you know, just be a better person in everything I was doing. And out of that came mission out of that came, man, I really love, um, rural America. I love that when, during the downturn, these, these areas got decimated and I love that we have a chance of going, I don't love that they got decimated. I love that we have a chance that we can now go out and make a difference, a massive difference in these towns to make them better and to help people. Yeah. You say, um, you say rural America is the, you know, the underdog. It, it is. I really feel it is the underdog because you, you have a lot of people, especially younger people moving away from rural and they're going to the big cities because that's where the jobs are. That's where they think they want to go. We're seeing a lot of people move back to rural now, younger people, because the lifestyle, because the, the the quality of life. But what we've got to do is we've got to make the job that we've got to make, make you make it so you can actually earn a good income in rural. We've got to make it so you're excited about the opportunities there. And that's some some things we're doing here as a part of a mission with our business. So those things kind of we stumbled into with the business just by going, you know, we're going to build a business the right way. We're going to have fun. It's going to be consistent, predictable. It's going to have purpose and mission built in. But we didn't know what that was at the start. That came as we put the intention out there that said, we're going to be purposeful about this business. Right, right. So being a CEO of a successful company, um, what's your biggest, what's the biggest lesson that you've learned so far? I mean, I, I think the biggest lesson, I, I think if you were to look at different phases of our business, so we're in our fourth year right now and and we're growing fast, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're well into the millions per year, um, and, uh, in very profitable company, amazing customers, amazing team. I think the first couple years of the business, the biggest lessons I had learned was focus. You know, it's like you can't do 20 different things at once and start a business successfully. You've got to focus in what is the one thing we can do great. And what are the one or two things I can do to make sure that I market this business, but, but also let's really focus on our customer because that's one thing we actually updated our, our mission, our company mission this January, we did it as a team and uh, our mission before was good. Like it was good, but it didn't hit us at the, at our core that we were doing something in, in a massive way that mattered to the world. And our new mission is that is to add humanity back to business and help people regain the, the, the precious time in their lives for the things that matter to add humanity back to business and help people regain the, the precious time in their lives for things that matter. And as we were going through that first couple of years and just loving on our customers so much, uh, when we were looking at things this year to rehash our, our mission, we're like, man, I, we really feel that we can be a force in this world to show people that you can, that, to, to, to help people elevate what they expect of businesses that they work with um, experience wise. And also to be that beacon for people. If we have customers working with us and seeing that we can provide this type of experience, we want them to go out and do the same thing. And that's just a little thing that if we change the way people think about how businesses should interact with them and we change the way that our clients interact with their clients, that's going to impact millions of people um, in, in big ways. And I think just elevate business in general with our what we can do with it. Um, and the second part of it is I, I'm passionate about entrepreneurs, like you mentioned. Because guys like you, you're going out there and starting these amazing inspirational things like American Snippets. Entrepreneurs are the change agents, I feel, in this world. Um, they're the people who, um, who, who more often than not are going out there and, and taking these risks and making these things happen. And I'm going, man, if, if, I can, if I can just help amplify those people, if I can help amplify entrepreneurs so they can do more of what, they, what their impact is, do more of what makes their heart sing, I think that's an amazing mission for me, too. And uh, so kind of capping the lessons learned, the first half was love on your customers, 
and focus on one or two things. The second half is, is build amazing people around you. And that's the team building that we've been doing. I, I made a switch from, man, I don't want to have employees to, oh my gosh, employees are amazing. Cause when you hire the right people and you have a purpose and a mission that we all believe in, dude, it just amplifies everything you're doing and makes your life easier and makes your impact bigger. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, look, I think, uh, um, I think our education system's broken. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at a young age, we were told to, you know, get good jobs and go to school and go to college and, you know, we'd have uh, retirement money in our accounts and everything would be okay. And it, it's almost like people are, are dictating our future instead of, you know, us kind of dictating it for ourselves and writing our own narrative. Mm-hmm. And, and entrepreneurs, like you said, are a beacon to that. Like they're the ones that are stepping up, uh, kind of taking back their life, taking back their time. Mm-hmm. And uh, in doing so, you know, they're, they're impacting the lives of others just by simply showing them what's, what's possible. Um, mm-hmm. And I know you're doing that right in Roseburg. Um, with, uh, you, you started, uh, the loft, right. Which is a entrepreneurial workspace. Yep. Yeah. We started the loft. So this is in 2010, a couple of years after we moved here. And my wife and I were honestly like one foot in one foot out of, of moving out of here. Cause we, we hadn't dug in and really built, built community at that time. So what, what you oftentimes look at when you haven't built community in an area is you look at what are the amenities in this area and the, the, those amenities, what are what I want are the restaurants here. Is the recreation and and um, and culture stuff here that I want? Am I close in proximity to friends and family? So that's kind of where we were, and we weren't close in proximity to friends and family. We weren't engaging most of the recreation stuff here, and we weren't engaging in a community. So what happens is like, well, shoot, of course you're looking elsewhere then. And so we we then decided we took a piece of paper, and I highly suggest anyone to do this if you're not fully bought into your local community yet. Um, I took out a piece of paper. We did the whole line down the middle trick, right? On one side, let's write down the pros and cons, the pros of, of living in Roseburg and the cons. And, and every other city that we were looking at moving to, let's do the same thing. And uh, every city that we were looking at moving to, the main pros were just more places to spend our money, you know, more restaurants, more things like that. Uh, but we would just be, we would be one of many then. We wouldn't be a part of building something there. And we just pulled back. We said, you know what? If we actually engage in this community and get to know people um, and and uh, we can be a part of building these things that we want, we can be a part of building this community. We can be a part of igniting people around us to actually have this 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 hope for a community that 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 at that time was completely decimated. You know, we're, a, we're a timber industry and this, this town is a timber town mm. and and we were the, the largest timber producing county in the nation for like two or three decades and what happened during the, the 80s and 90s was that that got completely, I mean, it went down by 50, 60, 70, 80 percent. Jobs lost everywhere, massive wealth lost. And so then you're left with this community that that didn't have or and still doesn't have a lot of those those well-paying jobs for people that didn't go to college. And so the middle class got shrunk, um, you know, lower class right, it rose up and you're still people with a ton of money here, though. So there's this massive dichotomy. So that's kind of what we decided was like, you know what, we're, we're going to stay here and be a part of building this room, be part of the solution, not a part of the problem, not, not running away from the problem. So, man, it's, it's so important to have mission. And, and, and part of that was building the loft. We said, you know what, I'm going to get an office outside of the house because I want to build a community. I want to be around people. Um, and uh, we found this building downtown vacant. 
uh, talk to the owners, cast our vision on what we wanted to create and uh, the epicenter, the heartbeat of entrepreneurship in an area that didn't have one. Awesome. And um, no one believed we could. And so we just started going out there going, how do we find other people like us? So we uh, mean one other person. We were meeting once a month to talk about entrepreneurship and just life in general uh, at five o'clock the last Wednesday of the month. And um, we said, you know, there's got to be other people like us here. There's got to be. And so we said, same time next month, same place. Let's just bring back other people that are like-minded. Uh, I didn't know anyone in town because I hadn't built community at that point. He, he grew up here. So he brought four or five people that next time. And they're all really eager. They're like, man, this is cool. You know, they, they weren't sure it was going to stick. But it was cool that something was happening. And uh, over the next three, four years now, we have, you know, almost 300 people uh, in that group, um, on that distribution list, we get between, uh, uh, 50 and 70 people showing up to our pub talks each and every month here at the loft. Um, and we have a really thriving entrepreneurial community here now in Roseburg that is getting noticed all around the state of Oregon. There's people coming here from out of town to see what we're doing in this town because we decided to change our community and be a part of, uh, making the change. That's awesome. And you see this on, on a lot of campuses now these days is these little entrepreneurial you know, clubs popping up. Mm. Um, and so I know that's something that you have going on too, as far as uh, with young entrepreneurs, you have like mm -hmm. a young, was it a young entrepreneur society that yep. you're doing? Yep. Yep. We, we've got the, th that's kind of what we're doing with the pub talks. Okay. Um, and of course people of all ages end up showing up to that. It could be a kid that's 12 or a person that's 95 and really experienced it. It doesn't matter. It's kind of the young at heart, but uh, that's been really cool because we're really engaging a lot of people in entrepreneurship. And for me, it's less about entrepreneurship, honestly. And it's more about um, it's more about kind of going back to one of our core values. It's more about being that beacon of positivity and possibility that we found that our role in this community, as far as the as far as that group, the entrepreneurship group, is that we want people coming in here and leaving with more positivity and possibility about themselves, about uh, their business if they have one, and about the community. And that's it happens every single month, man. People come here, they leave, they tell other people about it, and just one by one, um, we're just adding more positivity and possibility to this area. We're adding hope. We're adding hope uh, in an area that for about six, seven, eight years had very little. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look, anyone that uh, wants to be an entrepreneur, right, or they have a, a great idea or, or vision – uh, of something that they want to, they want to do. Um, a lot of them can't get, have that leap of faith that they're going to succeed. Um, mm -hmm. right. They have to have belief. They have to believe that what they're going to do is going to be possible. Um, yeah. so belief in yourself, the never give up attitude, you know, all of that is well and good, but most people can't see how they can apply that to them until mm -hmm. they hear a story like yourself of someone who's actually made it happen. Um, so what kept you moving forward? You know, what kept you, you know, kind of pushing through, those boundaries when things got tough? It's a good question, man. Cause I mean, if, if you look at business, like with carrot in the first couple of years, it wasn't all that easy. It was fun. Cause I had this big vision and, and mission for it, which I think that's a part of it. You've got that. You've got to have, you have to have a vision for where you're going in order to keep on it, to, to stay in that car, to, to, to continue the drive, right? If, if you just get in the car and you don't have this clear vision for where you're going, you start driving you're going to get distracted. You're going to turn off over here because that looks cool over there. But if you know you're going from Oregon to New York, and I know that's my destination. It's very clear that's my destination. I might have pit stops here and there. I might get a flat tire, but I know I'm going to go there. I'm going to keep on going there. And I think that's the biggest thing that most people don't do is they don't have a clear vision for where they're going. 
Um, for me, it definitely has evolved. You know, it definitely evolves. But my, my vision is very clear that we're going to build a great company here. I want orange shoes and orange shirts walking all around Roseburg. I want people seeing, man, you can build a great company like that anywhere, including in a small town like Roseburg, um, which, which people have told me there's no, we have no business building a business like this here until we did and, and we're successful at it. Um, so you've got to have that clear vision. Another thing, dude, kind of going back to community, you've got to have people around you who, who believe in you or believe that this thing, this stuff can happen. Um, that's one of the biggest holdbacks I see from a lot of people is they don't have that support group. They have people at home. They have, that could be their spouse, it could be their parents, their brothers, their sisters, their neighbors, their whatever, their coworkers that just are down in the dumps. Yeah, the, 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 yeah it's very yeah, important. The, the, the poo-poo every idea. It's like, oh, you can't do that. And uh, yeah, my, my, I was really blessed to have my dad who's just an amazing positive force. Um, on the flip side of that, I love him to death and he's an amazing person. Uh, when I was younger, anyway, when I was first getting started as an entrepreneur, my older brother, Jeff, is kind of the, kind of the naysayer, right? And he's like, oh, well, you know, when I was out of college um, trying to start up business, I wasn't making any money. It made like 14 or 16 grand that first year out of college, went in debt, had to pay my, pay my taxes with my credit card, which I didn't even know you could do. I don't suggest you do that. You can. I've been um, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, then you got to pay. Yeah, yeah, so you you got to pay an extra fee because the credit card, all that stuff. Don't do it. Um, but anyway, so, you know, I would have, I would have him and the other people, other friends of mine, like, yeah, what are you doing? Like, why don't you just go get a job? And well, so you're trying to do what? Well, that's not going to work. And, and, uh, at times you kind of start to believe it when you hit tough, when you hit tough times. But uh, for me, one mindset shift really, really worked. It was exactly what you said before. It was, okay, let me, ha are there other people who have done this before? First of all. Because we need to make sure our minds can believe that it's possible first. Not just possible for us, just possible in general, mm -hmm. right? So has anyone else done this uh, before me? If even one person has, then it is possible, okay? So that now eliminates it that, it's, that it won't work. It will work. We, we can prove it did right here. It worked for this person or thousands or millions of others. The next thing that we've got to do is go, okay, if I know it can work, uh, the only variables then are how hard I'm I'm going to work and how much I'm willing to stick through the downtimes to make it work. And so as soon as I, I adopted that mindset and I found some examples of people who had already done what I was looking at doing, I was like, man, so it's not really a, a matter of if it can work, it's when. So I, I changed my mindset from if to when. The only variable was when it was going to happen. So, um, I think as soon when people have the mindset of, Oh, I'm, I hope this works, you know, or man, I wonder if this is going to work. You've already defeated yourself because you're giving yourself an out. Yeah. It's a, a lot of it boils down to the words that we, you know, tell ourselves like, so mm. instead of saying, I can't, uh, how about saying, well, how can I, right? It's kind of yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So the, if the, if versus when mindset was huge and having that example of someone who we know has already done that. Awesome. Awesome. So one more question for you. Um, what's the yep. one piece of advice or suggestion you can give to someone who has an idea, who wants to live a life of purpose, and who is looking to make an impact in the lives of others? Mm. Man, th this is completely counterintuitive um, to most people. But this is what worked for me to find that purpose and mission in my life was quit being quit beating yourself up to find it, because I think all of us want to find our purpose. And, and many of us, try, we make up something that we think is our purpose, but it doesn't hit us at our core. We don't find ourselves 
crazy excited about it. We don't, we don't find ourselves doing it in every single thing we're doing every day. Right. So quit beating yourself up about it. Give yourself permission to stop searching for your purpose. If you don't feel that you've nailed it yet, give yourself permission to stop searching for it. And, and if you're in that phase, make your purpose this next 12 months to do the best that you can possibly do at every part of your life. And I know it sounds completely weird. I'm, t- I'm talking small things. You go and open up your dresser drawer like I did and your shirt, your shirt drawer is just a mess. And I opened it up uh, during this, this year, a year and a half where I was just really trying to find that purpose and mission in my life, find something I could hold on to that would get me to want to wake up in the morning other than, you know, my amazing family and stuff. But I'd open up that dresser drawer and it was a mess. I'm like, this isn't the best I can do. So I dumped everything out, uh, got rid of half my, my, my shirts, folded them, printed shirts on the left playing shirts on the right. It's still like that to this day. I was always a messy person. Open up my closet. Same thing. Six weeks later, it's like, this isn't the best I can do. Got rid of half my clothes, folded, you know, put them up on there. It's the same way to, to this day, five, six, seven years later. Um, you know, I, I would get used to, to, uh, uh, with the dishes I grew up with, my mom did everything for us. So I'd put the dish on the counter and she would put it in the dishwasher. Uh, so I had a bad habit of doing that after I got married. One day I put the I rinsed it, put the dish on the counter, walked away two steps, stopped dead in my tracks, turned around like that's not the best I can do. Turned around, put that dish in the in the in the the dishwasher. And I'll finish with this is by giving myself permission to not beat myself up about finding my purpose, to stop trying to find my purpose, honestly, uh, making my purpose and mission that year to do the best I could do with everything, including the small things in life. And then doing that, noticing those points in my life. Even the small things where I was not doing the best I could do, um, that freed up my brain, that freed up everything to bring that massive purpose and massive mission into my life. I was so distracted by all kinds of other crap that I wasn't even letting that happen. So um, completely counterintuitive, but do those if you're having struggle finding. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Trevor, we appreciate you being here today. Uh, We know you're very busy and I know you're on a tight schedule as well. Uh, so definitely thank you for being a part of American snippets and, uh, we look forward to following your story and seeing your growth, uh, even more. So again, thanks again for, for being on board. Dave, man, I appreciate the invite dude and keep doing what you guys are doing because this is a big deal. This is a really big deal. So keep it going. Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks buddy. Okay. There you have it. Thanks so much for joining us on episode number five. Be sure to check out our featured article on Trevor and discover more about how he's giving back both in life and in business at americansnippets.com forward slash 005. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at American Snippets, at Coach Dave Brown, or at Barb Allen Wrights. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash American Snippets. Send us a message. We love hearing from our fans and subscribers. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast. We would really appreciate that. Real estate investing is one of the fastest ways and most lucrative ways to generate cash flow. But the key is having the right blueprint to follow. That's where Real Estate Worldwide comes in. The founder and CEO, Kent Clothier, is a good friend and mentor, and he's played a big role in my success as an investor. And I know he can have that kind of impact for you, too. Now, if you've ever wanted to make money in real estate, this is the best place to start. So sign up for a free training webinar at americansnippets.com forward slash R-E-W-W.
So that's all we have for you today. Thanks again for joining us on this episode. This is American Snippets, and we are living, defending, and promoting the American dream. Now go out there and show the world how exceptional you truly are. See you next time.